Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Today we are talking about seven reasons I teach newspaper reporting in middle school. Now, I'll speak at conferences or speak at a homeschool co-op or a support group, and a lot of times women will come over afterwards and they'll talk to me. And the two number one questions I get about middle school are, number one, what do you teach in middle school? And a lot of times it's about English. You know, what do you teach for English in middle school? And then secondly, how do you get children ready for high school? And of course, they ask a lot of questions about high school English. So a lot of times I'll just tell them about how we do a newspaper class because it's really been beneficial in our own home school. One of the things about high school is that in high school they get grades on their transcripts, they write research papers, and they do some literary analysis, and they write essays, and they have to learn to write essays well to apply for college, and then they want to be good writers for college. And so English in high school can be a little bit stressful, whereas English in elementary school can be fun and laid back and you have a good time and you learn to write and you learn to craft and all these things, but it doesn't feel pressure filled. So I want to address that first before I get into talking about middle school English, particularly newspaper writing, because one of the things that I do want you to know is you can relax all the way through and you can start incrementally helping your child become a better and better and better writer as they go through their education, K through 12, and that's a whole nother podcast, I know, but but just if that's stressing you out, please don't be stressed out. And also, you can teach in high school all the things they need to know for college in a way that's fun and creative and not the same every year. So first of all, I just want you to take a deep breath and relax. But a lot of moms, they want to, how can I help my child be ready for the harder writing assignments in high school when we've just had a lot of fun, or maybe we really haven't done much writing? So that's a valid question, and I want to share how the newspaper writing has happened in our homeschool. I always had a used book sale long ago when Katie Beth was still in middle school. She's my oldest, and I picked up this newspaper curriculum, and we brought it home, and we did it with uh, Katie Beth and then my other daughter, Juliana. So she, I think she was in eighth grade and Juliana was in like sixth or fifth or something. And we did it together and we had a lot of fun. But not only did we have a lot of fun because we created our own newspaper and all this stuff, but I noticed that it really helped my children to write more clearly, more concisely. So that was, I thought, wow. So then I kind of started creating little by little my own newspaper curriculum and I did it with all the rest of my children. And I noticed the same things with them, that thinking like a reporter helps children to learn to write more clearly and more concisely. So then 
my children have all graduated from high school, but I still lead a homeschool co-op. So Laura and I were talking, and I said, wow, the children are really struggling with writing from what the writing teacher has told me. And Laura said, yeah, I taught them two years ago, and they're really struggling. What can we do? And I said, wait, what about the newspaper class? And so we decided to try it. And lo and behold, just like it worked with my kids, it worked with their kids, and it just tweak their writing and also it made writing more fun because it had a purpose because the articles that they wrote ended up in their own newspaper that they got to share with other people and really that is a big secret of finding joy in writing is to have an audience that you write for so what we do with the writing class is that we will learn to write headlines and bylines and news stories and different kinds of things. Like they'll write classified ads and marriage announcements and things like that. But then they also put together a newspaper to share with their friends and family and maybe people at church or in their co-op. So in the beginning, they learn how a newspaper works. They learn about editors and reporters and columnists and the whole business side of a newspaper and ads and photographs and things like that. And then they also learn about the history of a newspaper. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I want to learn these seven reasons, and you think you might want to do your own newspaper class, you can create your own or you can use mine. My newspaper class is called Americana Newspaper Reporting, and it's available on our website, powerlineprod.com. But one thing I, I would encourage you is this class is really fun if you have a big family and the whole family does it together, or if you get together with another family and the two families work on it together, or if you do it in a homeschool co-op setting, because it really is nice when you have a group of kids to do it. So let me talk about the seven reasons, and these all are related to learning skills or writing skills. So the first thing is a reporter. Now, if you think of a reporter, you might think of a reporter on TV, and they go and they ask questions, and they have a microphone, and they put the microphone in someone else's face and say, what do you think about blah, 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 and then the microphone is shoved in their face, and they're trying to answer, and the reporter is asking all these hard questions. Well, a newspaper reporter does do that. They do interview people, but they are big on research. So a newspaper reporter will get a story and they'll have to research what is going on, what is the background of this story, who are the people involved, where is it going on, and they do a lot of background before they ever write their article. And the more background, the more research they do, the better their article is. So newspaper reporters have a certain way of looking at information. They ask themselves, what is pertinent? What is not pertinent? What is going on here? They ask the who, what, why, when, where, how, all of those questions. They ask those questions because they don't have a lot of space. They don't have like 20 pages to write about this. They have to be very concise. So they have to remove everything that's superficial, remove everything that's not related, and just hone in on a good story. And that is something exciting 
to think about being a newspaper reporter and maybe your kids would want to put on the hat and have the the little tape recorder and things like that and do actual interviews. We did actual interviews and it was pretty cool. The newspaper world is a whole world in and of itself with editors and with columnists and with classified ads and advertising and photographs and the running of a newspaper is a huge business and even the printing of a newspaper is super interesting. So it's a whole world to learn about with a whole language of its own. But the first reason is that when children start thinking like a reporter, what's pertinent, what's not pertinent, what's the background information, why is this a story, why is this interesting, what will my readers want to hear, that changes the way children write. And children should already think like that, but most of the time they don't. And it is just definitely enhances their writing. The next thing is that reporters always start their story with a lead. Now, a lead basically says who, what, where, when, and how in the first sentence. And the why, and sometimes the how, is in the second sentence. So a newspaper column will always start off with a lead. So say that you're writing about the dog that ran away. And that first sentence is going to have to contain the information that it was a dog. It ran away. It ran away when? Yesterday. It ran away where? Well, it ran away from a house in a suburb north of the city where you live in. And who was it? The dog its name was Mitzi, and it was owned by the Smith family. So th- that's kind of a way a reporter has to look at things. And then you have to fit all those things into one sentence. So you can't write five sentences. A dog named Mitzi ran away. And then sentence number two, Mitzi lived in a suburb north of our town. And sentence number three, Mitzi belonged to the Smith family. You can't do all those separate sentences. They all have to be together. So Mitzi the dog ran away from her family, the Smiths, yesterday afternoon at four o'clock. And then, of course, the how question, when the window was left down in the car, before the family backed out of the driveway. So there we know that first sentence. We've just got all the information. The Smith family's backing out of the driveway in their suburb north of town. Mitzi, their little dog, the window is still open as they're backing up, and Mitzi bolts out of the window, and she runs away. And then the next question is why, and that would be your second question. Well, maybe Mitzi just loved to run and she loved the fresh air or maybe Mitzi saw a mailman or maybe Mitzi saw a cat to chase. So that would be in your second sentence or you could even combine all of it in one sentence since it's such a simple story. But that's what children learn to do in a newspaper class is every article they write the entire year is based on that lead. The lead is first, and the lead tells the who, what, where, when, and how, and the second sentence tells the why, so that anyone reading that article will be able to read those two sentences and know what happened if they don't finish the article, because many people, when they read a newspaper, they don't finish the article. So how does that help children transition to high school or become better writers? It helps them to look at all the information they want to share and choose what is the main 
nugget? What is the main thing they're sharing? So often when you read writing, and this can be at any level, including getting their master's degree, you read writing and they're circling around and around and around. And you wonder, what on earth are they trying to say? What on earth are they talking about? This teaches children to figure out what is the most important things in this story and how can I share them in a way that is very clear so the reader will know. And then, of course, the rest of the column has to be based on just providing more information about that that lead. Now, what that does is it keeps them, they are not allowed when they write a newspaper column to veer off. They can't go off in a new direction. Everything they share has to be more details about this first sentence or two in the article. So if you think about that and you apply it to writing an essay, children need to learn that their thesis statement guides the essay. So they don't want to make a thesis statement about why the gold standard is better for our country than what we have right now. They don't want to make a thesis statement related to that and then veer off course and talk about international trade. They want to talk about the gold standard, and they can only bring in international trade if it relates to the gold standard and if it relates to their thesis. So teaching children to write a lead is really helpful for all kinds of writing because it begins this very thorough process of teaching them to keep the article focused on what they're talking about. So thinking like a reporter is first, writing a lead is second, and the third thing is writing headlines and bylines. The headline is, of course, that big statement that you see when you open the newspaper, those big statements that scream at you, read me, read me, read me. Lizards fall from trees in Miami. That was a headline recently because it's been cold here in Florida, and these iguanas that live down in South Florida, when it gets cold, they freeze to death. And unfortunately, some of these iguanas were falling from trees because they were up in the tree and they froze to death and they fell out. It was so sad. But what a sentence. I mean, you open the newspaper and you see this big headline, frozen iguanas falling from trees. You think, what on earth? Did the guy from the movie about the meatball machine, did he make a movie and frozen iguanas are just pouring out of this machine? You know, it was pretty interesting. So when we're talking about a headline, it's an eye-catching title to the page. But it's not just a title. It's something that's going to say to the reader, you have to read me. You have to find out what I'm about. And then the byline is, of course, who wrote it and where it was written and the date. So the byline helps children record their names and when it was written and where. But the headline is such a neat way to build students' writing skills because it helps them to think, why would I want someone to read this article that is so interesting and exciting, and how can I make that a short headline that will grab people's attention? And then we even bring in font, like what font will I use, and what do different fonts say about different things? So, you know, it opens up a whole new world, and you can go as deep as you want. But thinking about an eye-catching headline, number one, it really prepares your children for the real world world of writing today, which is a lot of blogging, 
a lot of bullet points on Twitter and things like that. And so it teaches them to write something concise that will attract a reader's attention. It also helps them to think about what they're writing in a new way and to really think, how will this be interesting to my reader? Because the most important thing about writing is the audience. Who are you writing to? And then secondly, what is the message that you're giving them? And so writing a lead helps boil that message down. Writing a headline helps to communicate that message in a very concise way. And it also helps the writer remember, this is what I'm writing. And so that's just another skill that is so beneficial to our students. The next reason that I love teaching newspaper reporting in middle school is editing. Now, I don't like editing myself. I'm a writer and (laughs) editing is so hard for me. I will edit a book about 12 or 15 times before it's published and then uh, I'll be using the book to teach my class and the students will find mistakes. I'm just editing is really hard for me. So if you have a student that edits and leaves mistakes, oh my goodness, I can so relate to them. I, I just, that is just a really hard thing for me. So editing though, their work is so important when you're in a newspaper class because you're putting that article into a newspaper that people will read. So you want to make sure the grammar is spelling is correct so that people will read it and they'll like it. And it makes grammar and spelling so practical. It takes it out of the, oh, not my grammar and spelling workbook into the real world of, I want people to be able to read this and understand it and appreciate it. And so one of the things I do is I teach my children the editor marks and they, they're not required to use them for the rest of their life, but it's just fun to use them and learn. It makes them feel like little editors, even though we do do editing in the newspaper articles. Middle school is still a time that we do a separate workbook for spelling and grammar or do a program that covers that intensely because I really do want my children, by the time they're finished with middle school, to understand grammar, to be finished with spelling so that they're just wanting to review. So those are four things that we have talked about, four reasons that I love doing newspaper reporting in middle school, and we will talk about the other three when we get back from our message from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Laura. I had the privilege of meeting Meredith Curtis when my oldest boys were very young. When they were in third and first grades, and she recommended that I improve my homeschooling by reading classic literature, I took the advice and was amazed at the results. Later, as they approached high school and she offered to let us use her high school literature and writing classes, I jumped at the opportunity and was glad I did. Now, Powerline Productions has made those classes available to you. With titles like British Literature and Writing, which includes some of my favorite classic literature, American Literature and Research, where students learn how to write a research paper, and the perennial favorite, Who Done It? Murder Mystery Literature and Writing Class, where students actually learn the art of writing their own murder mystery, and more. There's plenty to choose from. For more information, visit powerlineprod.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. 
You've been listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Hey, welcome back. We've talked so far about four reasons that I love teaching newspaper reporting in middle school. The first one is to think like reporters. Helping children think like reporters really helps their writing skills. The second is to write a good lead really develops the skill of being concise and clear in what you're communicating. The third in writing an eye-catching headline helps students to really think about the reader, the person that they're writing for, and to make their writing as interesting as possible and to know how to grab their attention. And the fourth thing was editing. Of course, editing helps every writer. Most writers spend so much time researching like a reporter and editing like an editor. The actual writing itself is just a small part of the whole writing process. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the last three. One of the things that I love about teaching newspaper reporting is that my kids get to create a newspaper. And there is something so wonderful about creating something that other people will enjoy. There's something so wonderful about creating something that people want to read. So they get to do a newspaper and see in a very small way what's involved from writing a newspaper to editing a newspaper to the whole business side. So everyone gets a job. Everyone writes an article. They even make and sell ads. But they have to work together to decide what is going to go in this newspaper and what's going to be on page one and what's going to be on the back page and where are we going to put the ads. And all of that is just so helpful in so many things. One day they'll probably be building their own website. They'll maybe be having their own blog. They might be making presentations at work. And these skills they learn in putting together this newspaper will help them. And then there's the whole ministry side, because putting together a newspaper, you want to bless people. You want to put in the newspaper things that will be a blessing to them. And that helps cultivate a servant's heart. And that's really, really wonderful. The sixth reason that I teach newspaper reporting in high school is for the history. With newspapers dying out, and I was thinking about things that we just don't have anymore that were such a part of my life growing up, like the telephone with the long, long cord. You know, we didn't have cell phones that went anywhere, so... I grew up with, we had this really long telephone cord. So you could answer the phone and you could walk the cord like down to your bedroom and you would see the telephone and the receiver was off. And there was this long cord going down the hall. But we don't have house phones anymore. We don't have a house phone. And there are some people that do, but very few. But now newspapers, which were such a part of my life, the newspaper boy delivering the newspaper every morning, hearing that thud, going out, getting the newspaper. And now we don't have that anymore. But if you go back in American history, you really do need to understand newspapers to understand American history. Because 
even back to the colonial times, newspapers were pivotal and newspapers were really honest about their viewpoints. So one newspaper might say, we're a loyalist newspaper. We're loyal to the king. Another newspaper might say, we're patriots. We believe in freedom. And newspapers were very honest about their background and what they believed about things. They didn't say, oh, we're neutral, because the truth is no one is neutral when it comes to reporting, when it comes to writing, as much as we might try to be neutral. We all have our own worldview, our own set of glasses that we look through the world. And so early newspapers were very clear on their worldview, and they really valued freedom of speech and freedom of the press. So people didn't call people names because they disagreed with them. They really wanted to hear what other people said, and they would argue, and they would argue fiercely, but they valued that exchange of ideas and that right to be able to say what you thought because back in England if you disagreed with the king you were just put in jail and so now they were in a place where they could be free to express their opinions and Britain had a long history of freedom that was at the moment being curtailed so it was it was just a hard time for the British that came over and they so valued the freedom to share ideas in colonial America. In history, when we look back, we talk about the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers. When America first won her independence, she operated under the Articles of Confederation. And it was kind of like the Parliament in Europe, where in Europe, the leading party is the one who is the prime minister. Right now we have a Republican president, but in Congress, it's the Democrats have the majority. But back then, over in Europe, if the prime minister is from the Labor Party, then that means that the Labor Party has a majority in the House. So that's how it was with us, where the people elected a Congress and the Congress chose a leader. So each year there was a different president. And then they decided the Articles of Confederation aren't strong enough let's tweak them. And instead of tweaking them, they came up with the Constitution. So when they came up with the Constitution, some people said, yay, we love it. It's awesome. Other people said, no, we hate it. It's going to make the federal government too strong and people are going to take advantage of this power and the government's just going to grow too big. So, and the Federalists said, no, it will never grow too big. We have all these checks and balances. Well, what happened was people wrote letters to the newspaper. They wrote in favor of the Constitution and against the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson, Richard Henry Lee, Patrick Henry, they wrote against the Constitution. John Adams, John Jay, Alexander Hamilton, they wrote for the Constitution. So these letters have been collected, and the Federalist letters are the ones for the Constitution, written by John Jay and Alexander Hamilton and John Adams and others, and the Anti-Federalist Papers were written by people like Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and others who felt like the Constitution gave the federal government too much power. So you can read the Anti-Federalist Letters or the Federalist Letters today. They've been combined in books, and I own both of the books and have my kids read them in high school. But the point I'm trying to make is that these important works from our history were actually letters 
to the editor of a newspaper. And I find that really significant because we just don't understand how much the newspaper was the center of intellectual arguing, political arguing, and it wasn't just where to get your information and be entertained. So we could say, oh, well, the Internet's like that today, but the Internet is more about entertainment, where the newspapers are more about information and ideas. So one of the things we do when we study newspaper reporting is to look at the history of newspapers to see how newspapers began to change in the late 1800s, early 1900s. With Randolph Hearst and Pulitzer, they both started a practice called yellow journalism. And yellow journalism was publishing articles saying they were not slanted. So they were saying, you know, we're not slanted, we're not one way or another, we're just neutral. But they were slanted and they were desiring to arouse public opinion in a certain way to get their political agenda done. And so since that time, most newspapers have a very strong political agenda, but they're not honest about it. So they say, oh, we're neutral, but they're not neutral. So that's something kids need to know about to have discernment when they watch CNN or they watch Fox News or they watch NBC. What What is the worldview and where are they coming from? Because NBC's not going to be honest about it. CNN's not going to be honest about it. So I think it's pretty significant reason to have children study newspapers to prepare them to understand American history better and to prepare them to be better consumers of the entire news industry. And finally, we get to the last reason that Teaching newspaper reporting, creating a newspaper, thinking like a reporter is just really fun. It's fun to interview people. It's fun to create something that people read and enjoy. And it's really fun to grow as a writer. It's fun to see like the article that you start with and then after it's edited and tweaked and then it's, it's finished and it's so much better. And you kids realize, wow, I'm capable of writing something really, really good. So it's just been a really fun, fun course and we have really enjoyed it. And I want to recommend it to you. If you're interested in using our course, you're definitely welcome to. You can buy the print book at Amazon, and it's Americana Newspaper Reporting by Meredith Curtis. And you can just Google that on Amazon, um, Americana Newspaper Reporting by Meredith Curtis. And it should come up, and you can buy it, and, you know, it, you can get it if you have Prime. The shipping is free. And then if you want to buy an ebook, you can get it on our site, Powerline Prod. You can get it at PayHip dot com or teachers pay teachers and then again the same thing if you go to powerline prod you'll even see links to all of those places because of course we want you to buy the ebook on our site but we realize some people would rather buy it somewhere else so we want you to have the freedom to do that whatever you planned for your english in your high school and in your middle school i hope it will include a lot of classic literature and writing. And I think back to the basics is really best. When we do our Americana literature class, we read classic books and historical fiction. And we love classic literature. We love classic books. And we have a wide selection of high school courses. And I hope that you'll check them out too. British literature, communication, oral and written where they learn to give speeches and 
write essays, who done it, where they learned to write a murder mystery, short story, a cozy mystery novel, and American literature and research where they learned to work with original documents and take notes and paraphrase and summarize, and they write a research paper step by step, and also foundations of Western literature where they read some really old literature and learn to analyze literature. So we have a wide variety of English classes for high school, and we have more coming for middle school, but it isn't out yet, but it will be. And we just really believe that you can grow as a writer and have excellent education and you can still have fun at the same time. And so that's what we try to do. Lead our students from success to success. Thank you so much for being with me today. And I hope you'll consider newspaper reporting for your middle school students. We've had kids as young as fourth and fifth grade do well with the course. You might have to adapt some of the reading to make it easier. But thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful life. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. 